As the nearly endless arcane wars between the nations of Nex and Geb devastated the very land itself, magic became unreliable within the realm of the wizard's conflict. It became a vast, ravaged desert named the Mana Wastes. Few now tread there on purpose, for the creatures have survived in the wastelands are bizarre and powerful. Yet amid this dusty cradle, a settlement of investors, alchemists, and survivalists constructed a haven for their unorthodox ideas and creations. They developed technology to rival the most powerful scale casters by harnessing clockwork, primordial steam engines, black powder, and the secrets of alchemy. Now, in the soot-covered city of Alkenstar, the largest settlement in the Mana Wastes, industry and innovation continue to abound. The wealthy citizens of Skyside harness the erratic but potent magical energies all around them to create colossal constructs, mighty horrors of wood and iron, and weapons of dire portent. Meanwhile, in the smog-shrouded neighborhoods of Smokeside, gunsmiths forge firearms of exquisite beauty, toxic ammunition that defies logic, and armor capable of withstanding the gruesome ornaments. Throughout the entire city, inspiration and innovation fuel a vast industry of thunderous technology, explosive discoveries, and cataclysmic powers. The race for finding the strongest weapons creates a fierce competition between factions both legitimate and illicit. Power shifts to whomever claims control over the newest innovation, and patrons are willing to pay top dollar for investors able to produce results. Occasionally, an inventor or alchemist devises something so dangerous, so volatile, it threatens to topple the balance of power completely. This is one of those moments. The genius inventor, Vashon Gattleby, recently demonstrated the destructive power of his latest invention, a potent new form of explosive called Pyronite. Alkenstar's greatest minds are abuzz with the potential applications for this fascinating new technology from terraforming to warfare. Gattleby has thus far refused to sell his invention or share its secrets with any of the many powerful patrons who now court him. But there are powers at play who simply won't take no for an answer. While nobles and weapons dealers strive for a contract with Gattleby, the ruler of Alkenstar, Grand Duchess Trieta Ricia, is trying to stop the invention's spread before it's too late. She knows a power like this threatens to shake the foundations of Garund, possibly all of Galorian, if it falls into the wrong hands. One such pair of hands belong to Ambrose Muglin, a ruthless financer who would gladly sell the formula to both Nex and Geb, hoping to double his profits. With the aid of his right-hand ally, the infamously corrupt shield marshal, Deputy Angelique Loveless, Muglin's schemes spell doom for both neighboring nations, to say nothing of the city cut in the crossfire. Hello, and welcome to the Pathfinder Kings, where we walk you through the adventure Outlaws of Alkenstar. We're going to begin our adventure at the Bullet and Barrel Saloon, where our heroes, if you can call them that, sit around a square table. We have Orville, a nice, prim and proper snake oil salesman. An alchemist human who likes to experiment and sell his concoctions to whoever's willing to buy. Next to him, much shorter, we have Arcus, a halfling gunslinger who holds his gun tight against him. Anxious, almost trigger happy if you will, but he has a heart of gold deep down, trust me. And then, of course, we can't forget the two skeleton brothers, can we? Teron and Casper are two skeleton friends. Teron is a thermaturge, one of the new classes just released in the Dark Archives. While Casper's your classic rogue, the two of them went into the cookie sales business. But something went awry, and their cookie sales have gotten them into a slight trouble. Each one of our heroes, again, if you can call them heroes, might be running from the law. Whether they should be, or whether they were framed, it's hard to say, with Ambrose Mugland and Deputy Loveless at their throats, 
Each one of them has a vendetta. We're going to begin our adventure with all of you standing in the Bullet and Barrel Saloon. Draw. A crack of thunder fills the air. The smoking gun, held by a powerfully built orc man, wearing leather chaps, vest, and a shiny sheriff's badge, holds everyone's attention. The orc slowly lowers the firearm, stowing it back in his holster. He carefully and deliberately walks up to a bloody dwarf, surveying his handiwork. I'm sorry it had to go down this way, brother. You picked the wrong side, and that I can't abide. He removes his pitch front hat, holding it over his heart. After a moment, he lowers his head. The entire saloon erupts in applause, and the pianist begins to play. The orc bows deeply, then helps the dwarf to his feet, who also bows to the attending patrons. The two walk to the bar, arm in arm, and order a bottle of whiskey. Thank you for attending, a female dwarf stands on the bar top, addressing the patrons in a loud voice. Whiskey is only two silver for the next hour, and that includes top shelf. Come back next week for the conclusion of Hearts at High Noon and our after party. Enjoy yourselves. The dwarven woman, Phoebe Dunsmith, hops off the bar onto the sawdust-covered floor and heads to a back room, where a round table and private bar await. She props one foot up on a stool, leans forward on her knee, and casts a suspicious eye around the room. Now that the show is over, let's talk business. I brought you all here because we share some common enemies. With your help, I can make them pay and get you rich in the process. But first, I want you to tell me why you deserve a job that could pay your weight in gold. Well, uh, I can't speak much for me and my brother here, but uh, I, I guarantee every penny is worth it, and I, I guarantee if you pay us every penny of it, we'll probably come back and spend about half of that with you here. Uh, two silver for top shelf. Well, you can't be keeping those shelves stocked for very long now. Speaking of top shelf, where's my whiskey, woman? As they're talking, Arcus is like, during the gunshot for the show, he like gripped his uh, the strap holding his gun like across his back, and like almost convinced himself to pull it even though he knew it was a show but he wasn't really paying attention to the show and he's like still trying to kind of calm himself down a little bit like breathing a little heavy well um i mean as you can see this is a fairly ragtag bunch they'll need someone to keep them alive and keep a proper calm head to make sure the job goes well who the hell are you to try and keep me in line me and my brother are definitely the most capable ones here I've hunted down monsters four times your size. Now, 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 now Terry. Now, now, now. It, it's okay. This is my, this is my brother, Terrian. Uh, you can call me Casper. Uh, we're, we're, we're in from out of town. Uh, just new arrivals here, looking to, looking to make a good edge and you know, meet some new friends here. And well, this sounds like just the kind of job where we can prove our worth. I'm, I'm shuffling my feet like back and forth a little bit at this point, and I'm like, um, I mean, I, I think I'm pretty capable too. Uh, I'm actually quite a good shot. It's alright, gentlemen. I I don't doubt your capabilities. It's just, um... I really feel I can bring the full potential out of those abilities. You'll need someone with brains on your side for this kind of job. Listen, friend, li- li- listen. Li- li- don't, go, don't go saying that in front of the person who's paying our wages. She's just gonna pay us less if she knows we're, we're, we're not that capable, you know? You're very capable with my help. There we go. Now that that's a bargaining chip I can get behind right there. You, you, you hear that? We're totally capable, and we're, we're versed in every spectrum of threat management you could imagine. Damn it, Casper. Forget the damn posh salesman over there. And damn it, woman, where is my whiskey? Uh, if, if possible, can I get a drink too? Uh, I could really use one. Phoebe's going to nod her head and walk over to the built-in bar in this private room and pour each of you a strong glass and hand it out. Finally! Man, what does a good skeleton have to do to get a nice, fine drink around here? She's gonna nod once again and say, Here's the game. Ambrose Mugland has a decent portion of his funds invested in an old bank called the Gold Tank Reserve. It's a rundown temple of Abadar in Ironside Quarter that's mostly used by ranchers and crooked politicians. 
I happen to know they've sent half their clockwork handlers out for maintenance and won't have them back until tomorrow afternoon. This is our chance to hit Muglin where it hurts. All you have to do is bust up the few clockworks remaining, get the vault key from the bank manager, and fill a sack with gold. Once you're done inside the bank, run out the back. Muglin's got a few crooked shield marshals on his payroll, including that damn bastard Deputy Loveless. She and her goons are sure to be hot on your tail. But don't fight them. They'll gun you down in a second if you give them the chance. Just run away, and they'll look like fools. Nothing's sure to fry the deputy's eggs like crooks she can't catch. Trust me. You can lose them in the Wailing Scrapyard, just west of the reserve. There's a sewer entrance within. From there, it's a straight shot back to the saloon, where you'll be safe. Any questions? Um, this Ambrose is uh, one of the two main people in league with each other, right? It's Loveless and Ambrose? Yeah. Okay, so Arcus uh, looks up and he's like, I, I really only have one question. Um, is there a chance that Ambrose is going to show up? Probably not. This is one of his many banks. He doesn't usually show up them himself. But hurting him right in his wallet will definitely leave a sting. Oh, that's too bad. I was kind of hoping he would. I'd really like to put a bullet in him. Trust me, if you get this job done, you'll get that chance. Well, uh, well, now you said that uh, uh, they sent about half these clockwork handlers out, out for maintenance. That means half are still on staff and the, the bank manager's there. Is there anybody else on property we might need to, to uh, uh, be aware of before we go doing anything uh, rash? There should just be some daily bank patrons. There should be the clockworks and there should be the bank manager. Other than that, it's just civilians. Now you mentioned constructs. Do you know anything about them? Weaknesses? Anything? I heard if you electrocute them enough, it'll fry their circuits. Clockworks are specific to Alkenstar, but I personally am not an inventor, so I don't know all the nitty-gritty details. All I know is there's half a dozen clockworks. They're the Valkirk Model C-47s. Well, if any of you lads manage to take one down, I would be able to get a good look at it. Um, I'm a bit of an inventor myself. What about security for the bank? Is there anything we should know about, like alarms or anything? I'm sure there will be alarm with the clockworks. I'm not sure the details of the alarm, though. Huh, figures. That's quite the getaway jog there. You're saying now we, we, we run from the bank down to the whaling shipyard, get through the sewer, and we emerge unscathed outside your fine establishment here. I, I, I reckon it sounds like a, a pretty good gig, but what... What are we looking for on property once we get in the vault? Is it it just going to be lugs of silver platinum? So there's a vault in the bank. And inside the vault, there should be a large metal box. That's your target. I mean, I I imagine a bank vault's filled with tons of boxes. What's special about this one in particular? This one holds the majority of the gold for the bank. It's the one that they use for bank telling throughout the day. So it's always replenished full. So if you go there, you get the majority of the bank's money. Anything in the lockboxes, that's going to be personal items for the patrons. Ignore those. This main box is what you want to target. And you're sure all this gold, we're going to be able to carry it? Ah, see, I'm going to lend you a little something here. And she's going to pull out a bag and four hats and hand them to you. This is a bag of holding. You can shove the box right in there and it'll be easy in and out. And these hats are hats of disguise. We don't want you going in like looking like this now, do we? Change your look, change your image, get in and out. They'll never even know who did it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I like where this is going. And Taryn is going to pick up the hat of illusionary disguise and it's gonna light up in blue flickers and change into a cowboy hat and he's gonna put it on his head and lower it a little bit arcus takes the hat puts it on and only changes like like big distinguishing parts he's still a halfling but he's now got uh like a a big mustache and his clothes have changed a little bit uh to look a little bit more dapper than his normal like raggedy clothing and hood Orville will pick one up. He'll put it on. It'll be like kind of a flat cap, 
kind of thing. And um, when he puts it on, all it does initially is just he takes off his mustache. Well, I guess now that y'all gave her a bunch of used hats, uh, we accept the contract as offered and we'll be right on that and be right back as soon as possible with that lot of gold. It's been a pleasure working with you and I look forward to future business dealing. Now, don't get ahead of yourself. You still have until tomorrow morning to prepare for this heist. And I want those hats back afterwards, so don't get them all ratted and dirty. Oh, you hear that, Terry? None of your head's scratching now. We, we gotta keep, the, keep these in good shape. Fine, Casper. I'll keep myself in line. Alright, so it is exactly 12 hours before you have to do your bank heist. You can prepare for the bank, but remember you do need 8 hours of sleep, otherwise you'll be fatigued. So that leaves you 4 hours to do whatever you want to prepare. Can I make it just outside of the um, outskirts of Arkansas? Arkansas, sorry. Yeah, what do you want to do there? Uh, just, uh, pay a visit to a grave. Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Okay. I, I go visit an unmarked grave, and I just say, Don't worry, it starts tomorrow. And then I walk away. Teron is gonna go to the outskirts of the sector where the bank is and see if he can gather information about the constructs that the banks use. Are these are the models that the banks use uh, weak to anything, or is they have any like lethal features that he should look out for? Yes, you do find out that they are weak to electricity. Do they have any like lethal features uh, that Teron would learn about, like maybe any defects that cause a lot of harm to people? Um, do they have like a specific attitude? You do know that they have sirens. It will emit a loud noise, like a bell or a high-pitched scream, that can easily be heard within 500 feet. Okay, and upon learning this, Teron is going to go back to Casper and inform him of what he learned, saying that uh, once we get inside, either focus on the constructs or focusing on disabling their alarms so nobody hears us coming. Also, you learn, just like observing kind of a little bit, you learn that the clockworks are programmed to follow people who draw weapons on the bank property 50 feet before returning to the bank. Yeah, Tarot is still gonna pass this information on the Casper, probably saying that, oh, uh, I noticed that they follow people 50 feet uh, when they're living in the bank, and that uh, probably when we're making our getaway, if we have any chasing us, we should probably like sheath our weapons so they don't recognize us as a threat. Tarion, that's a kind of plan in that I, I just envy you. You you were going to take down Dave the Necromancer. You, you just had all the schooling down. All I've been doing is walking that shipyard and, and smelling the whale oil and whatnot. I've been, I've been trying to, to get a, a little bit of this, uh, uh, this this escape route she's got planned for us. And yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I'm worried. If, I, if my ankles weren't bones, I'd be worried I'd be breaking an ankle taking some of these tight alleyways. Let me tell you. Well, as long as we take our time, make sure our pass is secure and safe, you can handle all the fighting and everything else to me. I can pick out the weakness on just about anything in this here town. I wonder how the others are holding up, though. I haven't seen them do much planning. Yeah, what's what's Orville doing to prepare for this heist? Well, Orville isn't necessarily preparing for the heist, per se. He's going to be staying in the Barrel and Bullet Saloon, and he's going to start by just looking around the room for the drunkest person he can find. Alright, and what's he going to do with him? My good sir, what is a good working gentleman like you doing in this establishment? I mean, surely you should be at the finest bars we can see. Good lordy, this is the finest establishment I've ever been to for my hella whiskey. Well, I mean, we can both agree, the whiskey, exquisite. But would you like to be able to drink some more of that whiskey without that horrible feeling in the morning? Boy, now you're speaking my language. The best cure for a hangover is more whiskey. Actually, this is the best cure for a hangover. Um, so he's just going to pull out what is effectively a vial of just basically water but a different colour and go in this small vial here this is a medicine that will cure any hangover any difficulty and for just a small kind donation I am more than happy to sell to a gentleman such as yourself he's gonna hold the vial and kind of like swish around looking at it closely but his eyes are kind of glazed over as he's looking at it he's gonna open it up and take a sniff of it alright I'll give you a silver for it Surely you can afford two for such a kind offer. 
Boy, you drive a hard bargain. Alright, I'll give you two. But if this doesn't work, you bet my foot's gonna go up your ass later. Oh, I assure you it will work, good sir. I assure you. And with that, he's gonna flip you over two coins, and he's gonna pocket the little vial that you gave him. Yeah, I'll just generally be doing that kind of stuff to whoever I can find in this bar. Okay. Is there anything else any of you want to do before we go to the next day? Do I have time on my way back to um, visit the area where the bank is? Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to walk around the entire perimeter of the bank. I want to keep my distance. And every time I end up in an alley or corner or somewhere where there's nobody, I slightly change my disguise so it's not obvious that the same person keeps walking around the bank. Okay. And I'm just looking for any details that might be helpful for our heist, like alternate escape plans and stuff. Alright, so the Gold Tank Reserve is in a quiet neighborhood where at least half the buildings are abandoned. A ruckus at the bank is unlikely to immediately draw the attention of shield marshals or other outside interlopers. The back of the bank features an overgrown yard that may once have housed a vegetable garden, but is now little more than overgrown weeds and an accumulation of dried leaves. Any activity in the leaf-strewn yard is likely to draw attention. A pathway leads to a side door marked staff only. This door is locked. Now that I've gotten some information and kind of inspected the perimeter around the bank, I'm going to head back, and before I take my long rest, I'm going to clean my gun and make sure it's uh, ready for the next day. So you actually clean your gun in the morning of the day? Oh, gotcha. It's like part of your daily preparations you do, basically? Okay. And just for clarification, we are doing this job at night, correct? No, you were doing it in the morning. Okay. Did she explicitly say the best time is during the morning? She did, because that's when the bank vault is open. Got it, got it, got it. If you go at night, then you have to break into the vault. That's why she was talking about there being, like, civilians there. Alright, I guess Taron will go ahead and sleep for his four hours, which is considered a long rest for him uh, due to being undead, and he will head over with Casper to the meeting point with everyone. Arcus gets up from his long rest, cleans his gun, checks his ammunition, makes sure his gun's strapped to his back and his disguise is set. He checks his disguise about five times because he's worried that it's not going to work, and then he meets up with the group. Yeah, Orville after also resting for the night is gonna get up whip together a few uh, alchemical things and um, head over to join everyone else and then uh, once everybody arrives Taryn is gonna say alright boys we do this quick we do this clean they got some automatons and constructs on the outside that chase everybody on the perimeter now we can probably sneak in somewhere I don't know where but we should probably look around as long as we don't draw our weapons those constructs will not chase us and they do have sirens equipped on them if they detect a threat so do not alert them, do not draw your weapons, unless you absolutely have to. Do we have an understanding? Sounds good to me. Now brother, I, I was thinking about this tonight. So I, I say we all we all put on our hats, we put on our costumes. We're just a, a group of uh, young business entrepreneurs looking to purchase a lockbox, and so we'll, we'll speak with the bank manager about getting inside the vault, and then at the absolute last minute when we're already inside with him, then we'll pull the hat, just grab the money, and run, right? Mmm, that's not a bad idea. It requires a lot of talking, though. You think Shorty over there can live up to the pressure? Wait, wait, wait. You, want, you want me to talk? No, I don't want you to talk, boy. I want you to remain calm. You almost shot that damn orc the other day performing a stage play. Uh, uh, that's entirely different. I don't think we're gonna have to worry about any gunshots going off, unless I'm gonna have to return fire. You always prepare for the worst, especially in situations like this. We could be captured and hung for this quite easily. 
Oh, well, don't worry. I've uh, I've made sure that my, my gun's already loaded. Oh, those cops aren't going to hang us if we start shooting. They're just going to shoot us dead. So uh, let's keep moving and uh, just remember, keep calm. We're just here to open a bank account. We're four normal business people. Come on now. It, it ain't that hard. Let's stop putting pressure on the lad. I mean, we'll be fine. I can blag us into anywhere. We'll be fine. Whatever you say, Snake Man. All right, boys, activate your hats. We're going to be going with Casper's plan. Do not say anything or do anything stupid. And again, do not draw your weapons unless you absolutely have to. And then uh, Taran is going to activate his hat and have the appearance of a relatively handsome human male. His bones are just going to be covered with this illusionary magic skin. And he has this pretty generic face. The stench of manure accentuates the aura of shabbiness on this part of Alkenstar. In accord with the rundown district, the gold tank reserve looms above like a starving behemoth. The bank was crafted from once gleaming stone, although dust and dirt now cake the domed glass roof. A pathway carved from stone slab leads from the wooden board to the stone steps and an elevated porch, not unlike a small stage. Two small wings of the building flank the path, each with a weed-choked planter facing the street. Impressions of giant keys etched onto the walls on either side of the entryway lend the building an air of security and stability. And you see two clockworks patrolling the front area. Well, I tell you, bank like that's probably gonna spend a lot of money on flowers to keep the stench out, but uh, all right, here we go. Casper's going to strap on uh, his little cap of disguise, and I would prefer to be a um, little old grandmother to uh, my, my younger son here, who, who just looks like this strapping young cowboy. Arcus takes in a big sniff of it and it's like, huh, I actually don't think it smells that bad. It kind of reminds me of home, you know, back in the boonies. It's not like uh, it's very, very different. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're, we're, we're criminals. We're here to do a job. Don't you go talking about your home life or none of your, your elegant past or nothing. That's bad luck. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Granny's got a point. I, I guess that's fair. Well, if everybody's set, Granny, you lead the way. Uh, uh, I prefer to be called uh, uh, Buppy. I want to be Buppy today. You'll be whatever I damn well decide to call you in the moment. You got that, Buppy? So unlike yesterday when Arcus just like changed a little bit of his outfit, he's actually going to be disguised as a small child that uh, is holding the hand of the grandmother. I'll be Buppy. I'll be Buppy as long as I'm going to be Buppy. But you you hold my hand now, darling. All right. And you, you rapscallion, you stay in line and you call me grandma one more time. I will stop you right here in this street and I will throttle you, boy. Yes, ma'am. Now, 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 come along now. Come along, y'all. We, we got to open your bank accounts now. Get you some interest accruing for that college fund. Yeah, following along beside them, uh, Orville puts on the cap and it's going to be full, like, blonde flowing locks, Prince Charming style, just looking very fancy. Yeah, my gun is uh, disguised as just a backpack. <laughs> so as you enter the building, you see worn stone floors and threadbare furniture defining the aesthetic of the establishment. A central wooden table crosses parallel to the doors, creating a barrier between those waiting for a teller and the long wooden half wall bisecting the room into north and south. Iron bars stand on top of this half wall and reach nearly to the ceiling, ending in sharp points. Sounds of business being carried out echo throughout this large chamber, which carries the dusty odor of decaying furniture. The southern half of the room consists of teller stations and two wooden doors flanking a large metal vault door on six-inch hinges. A single door in the half wall allows passage between the two halves of the chamber. A double door opens to the north outside, while doors in the northwest and northeast corners lead to the east and west wings. Taking a quick look around inside the lobby, uh, just see how many people are here. Can I see the bank manager? Uh, you do not see the bank manager. You see there's a large handful of people here, maybe a dozen or so patrons. There are no clockworks inside the building, though, and there is one teller at each station. So Arcus is clutching the grandmother's hand and like like really tightly, and he's looking around like he's an anxious child. 
but he's act and what I'm actually doing is I'm gonna see if I notice anything interesting about the room. Specifically anything out of the ordinary, but also vantage points that would be good to shoot from. You don't really know any good vantage points. You can probably use the central table to hide behind if a shootout does happen. Okay, and all the people seem normal, like nothing weird. I would look for anybody who isn't who they seem. Possibly someone working uh, for the bank in disguise. No, they they all look like patrons with stuff to do. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, the stuff to do, uh, how's the course of business in the bank? Is it moving at such a pace that we're going to have to wait a long time like typical banks? Or are the tellers opening up and we're able to get up there and cause a ruckus? You're about like 10th in line. So it, it is going to be a little while if you decide to wait in line. Taron wants to go ahead and see if he can find which one of the bank tellers is men- mentally the weakest. Yeah, they, they all look like lousy bank tellers. You don't really see a difference in any of them. Uh, Taron is going to lean over and whisper in Casper's ear. All right, Bubby, we got to find which one of these bank tellers will get us into that there vault. Make sure to put on a little bit of a show. Mm, I think I can put on a bit of a show, but hmm, how do we do this? I think I'm going to walk up to that one over there, and I'm going to say I have a previous appointment with the bank manager, and I'm a long and respected client. What's a good name? What's a good generic name for this town? Would he know kind of the name, the scions or big connected families in town that do business with? This is more off the books banking. It's not necessarily like a good bank that high class people would go to. I feel like maybe we should just just go up and start a new account. I mean, wasn't that the plan we came in? Oh, honey, I'm not, I'm not waiting in line for, for the next three hours while these people sort of around with their unbalanced checkbooks and everything. This is, I have a bathroom that's going to be needing my attention in about 45 minutes, so let me just go up and speak to the bank manager now, or one of these tellers. I'm sure one of them can find the bank manager for me and we can get this resolved. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe three hours is worth it if it means that, you know, we don't have to uh, have a shootout. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but... I would, I would rather not have to kill anybody if I could help it. All right, all right, now, we'll wait in line. But you, you, little one, make all the burping and farting and about to throw up noises you can, and maybe we'll cause them some discomfiture and a few will get out of line. So then while we wait in line, I, every, like, 60 seconds, I'm like, are we almost done? I'm tired of standing. Can we go home now? Bubby, I'm hungry. Why does that man look funny? That's that's a personal problem. We don't talk about their personal problems in public, Tiger. Now, now, hold on. I'm sure we'll be through the line in just a minute. It, it looks like this lady up here is nearly finished with her change. I think you still have some pennies in the bottom of your purse, dear, that you could fish around for for another two and a half minutes. I'm so hungry. So you guys are just waiting in line for the next two and a half hours? If we're trying to have an air of subtlety, shouldn't we wait in line just to seem normal? Um, Taron is gonna try and speed this up. He's gonna like tap the the gentleman's shoulder on front of him, and he's gonna he's gonna tell them, "Hey, buddy, uh, your wife is outside. It turns out uh, her and your girlfriend met for lunch, and they're both pissed at you. You should probably go take care of that before they find you." He's gonna noticeably start sweating and be like, "How how do you how do you know about Monica?" Listen, I don't know about Monica, but your wife outside knows about Monica. Oh God. Oh gods, Abadar, help me. And he's going to run out the doors. Uh, that's that's 15 minutes down. We, we've got a, a bit more to do here. So more, more ruckus, child. More ruckus. I start uh, say stuff like, I'm going to pee soon. I have to go to the bathroom. I, I feel like I might, I, might, I might end up peeing on this lady if we don't hurry up. One of the men in line is going to turn around and be like, can't you control your child? Uh, spoken like someone who has never had to control a child in their life. What do you do? Just tether them to you? What kind of child abuser are you? I'll call Muglin right now and Loveless and the rest of the deputies and get them down here. If you're beating your child and tethering them to you. I, I roll around on the floor like, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. One of the tellers is going to wave you all over and be like, Ma'am, if, if you need to use the restroom, we can we can take you in the back and use the restroom. And she's going to open up this door over here. 
and wave you all in to use the restroom. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Buppy is going to go over here and immediately be relieved at the first bit of customer service she's received uh, since she's arrived on property. You know, those filthy automatons outside don't even have a, a pre-recorded greeting. Oh, oh, my darling, which other your name tag there? You're such a sweetheart. I'll be sure to recommend you to the manager when we meet with him. Is, is he here today? I just have a, a lockbox appointment. Just a minute to drop off some of the boys' toys. And I don't know if you could speak with him about getting us in the back while we're... While we're back here, I'm so sorry to impose on you. I, I look at her, too, with, like, puppy dog. I'm like, thank you. I need to go so bad. Yes, uh, my name's Bryn. I can I can talk to Urkum and see when your appointment is, and we can do our best to get you in there as soon as possible. But um, for now, please follow me this way, and the bathroom's going to be over here. Oh, thank you so much. You're such a kind sweetheart. Oh, yes, yes. Now, boys, come back here. Come back here. Don't make a ruckus out there. I'm sorry. Is it okay if my, uh, my other son and my uh, manservant come back here. They're both very loyal. Yes, of, of course. Just please just use the restrooms and I'll talk to the manager. From back here, do we have a good view of the... I, I'm guessing that's the vault door about 15 feet to the east of this little bathroom entrance right here. Yes, this is the vault door. It is going to be open. And behind the vault door, you see another door that is a set of bars that is locked. So, I think what I want to do is... All the tellers are turned away from us, right? Correct. Okay, so I want to wait a little bit. Just, like, long enough for it to seem like I could have used the bathroom in that time. And then I want to, like, crawl and sneak up to one of the tellers. And I'm assuming there's, like, a key for the, the bar door that we need. Yes. So I want to, like, try and fish in one of their pockets and get a key. If inspect, uh, Like, try to get a key if there is one. You're your child, and they really love children. They're like ooing and aahing over your cuteness, not taking their eyes off of you. Okay, so I I go up to them, and I'm just like trying to distract them, and I'm like, "You're such a pretty lady." They're gonna giggle, and I'm trying to like motion for my like comrades to you know take advantage of the situation. Like I'm like eyeing them, and I'm like I'm I like I'm doing the best I can to make a distraction, and like. Wow, I didn't know such pretty ladies worked at the bank. Oh, come here, uh, come here, child. Now, don't don't go harassing her. So, uh, Buppy will approach on the other side, and uh, I, I guess I'll play the little two-way tango with you as you try to run around and, and tug on Bryn's uh, uh, clothing and whatnot. Yeah, I want to try and, yeah, I want to try and, like, tug on their clothing and just, like, to see if I can, like, steal the key, if there is one in there. Yeah, so you're tugging on her clothes, you're running around her, she's spinning trying to look at you, Buppy's walking around trying to chase after you, and in the, all this commotion with Bryn, you are able to reach your hand in and pull out a key ring that has three keys on it. Okay, so I'm gonna immediately like pocket it real quick, and then I'm going to uh, keep running around like to maintain the act, and then I look at Buppy and I'm like, Oh, actually, I think I need to go to the bathroom still. I did, it didn't all come out. Oh my gosh, these poor people. You you interrupted me. I'm so sorry. He's, uh, he's just turned seven. It's just a... Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Please just use the restroom as quickly as you can. We don't want any accidents with the children. I, I hold up my fingers. I'm like, I'm this many old. And then it's I'm clearly holding up six. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No, this many. And then I hold the right number up. Now get, get in that bathroom and, and finish your business so we can get on about their business. All right, hurry, hurry up now. So I, I motion for them all to go into the bathroom with me. And I'm like, there's, I inspect the bathroom. I listen in to make sure there's no one here. And I check all the stalls. Mm -hmm. It is empty. Okay. It looks to be more like a, like a worker's room. There's like lockers against the southern wall. There's a little table with a book on it. Like someone was mid-reading during their break. And there's the two bathroom stalls in here. I want to inspect the keys. I show them I have the keys, and I want to inspect them to see if there's any way for me to discern which one might be the right key to the cage door or the bar door. It's it's hard to tell. They're they're three keys. They they look like keys. They all look alike. They're all silver. Okay, the lady that we that showed us to the bathroom, she's not with the tellers right now, right? She went to go get the manager who's somewhere else in the building. Yes. I I suggested the group like, hey. Guys, why don't one of you change your disguise to that lady and then act like you're showing us into the vault now? Now, son, anxiety be damned. I'll give you props for all that work in there. 
But these hats have limitations. We can't copy specific people, only general appearances. Oh, right, sorry. Um, okay, maybe, I mean, I could try to provide another distraction, but I don't really like being um, so out in the open. What about you, Snake Man? You probably know how to put on a good show, selling your goods and all that. Can you do anything? Well, if you want a distraction, um, I think I'll be able to um, figure out something. Alright, here's an idea. Snake Man will go out into the front of the bank there, hop on that there shelf in the middle, put on a good old-fashioned Snake's Mailsman show. Me and Buppy will guard the entrance to that there vault while they're distracted. And little man, you go in there and you secure the goods. That sounds good. Uh, one thing though, there is another door here. Does one of these keys go to that door maybe? Does it have a lock? Uh, this door does not have a lock, but upon opening it, you see a small little alleyway. So this is probably the exit that Phoebe was telling you all about. Perfect, so now we know where the exit is too. It sounds like we've got a good plan. If worse comes to worse, we take tellers as hostages and we secure our way out of here. Yeah, but maybe it won't, it won't end up like that. I, I'd rather not anybody get harmed who's just here to work. I do hope we don't have to do that. Well, now, we can, we can just go out here and provide cover um, while our little friend sneaks in. They think he's going to be in the stall. I can go out there and say that he's, he's having difficulties with everything coming out all right. And, uh, you know, uh, it'll be just a few more minutes. I'm so sorry. I'll make sure there's no mess cleaned up and uh, uh, we just provide him cover. If he can get into the vault and get there, it's just a bag of holding right here. You can hold on to that, right? Yep, I'll, I'll take the bag of holding and uh, see if I can find the box. I'm, I'm pretty perceptive, I think, too, so I probably can recognize it right away once I get in there. Just keep an eye out for traps or something. You never know when them bank manager's going to get fuzzy and do a little two-step walking in there with some pressure plates or some dang old thing like that. Oh, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Gosh, uh, ho hopefully that doesn't happen. All right, well, one, two, three, three-person barrier out here. Would you just cover the route to the fault? Y'all stand on the side of me. I apologize to them tellers for the mess my child's making right now. I, I, I'm so sorry, honey. Okay, so as he makes the commotion, uh, I wait for a good, I wait to make sure their backs are turned, which I'm guessing he's done. Yep. So while he's distracting them, I start trying the keys. As you are trying the keys, you notice there is a second keyhole. Almost like the door needs two keys unlocked for it to open. And I guess I, when I try all the keys, there's no chance that the three key, out of the three keys, two of them go to those locks, do they? No. One of them does go to this lock, but the other two do not go to the other lock. I whispered to Tarion and I'm like, uh, we have a problem. We need more keys. What do you mean we need more keys? We need more keys. You got three of them right there. What do you mean you need more keys? Listen, I understand how math works. But I'm telling you right now that only one of these works. The other two, I don't know what they go to, but they don't go to that second lock. I'm going to have to try and, and steal it from the from one of the other two, I think. Or maybe the manager has it. I don't know. Just to be clear with the vault layout, we have sighted the cash lockbox, right? Behind that iron bar door. Yes, you can see it. It is on the table. I'm guessing the bars aren't uh, wide enough for me to squeeze through as a halfling too, right? It's not quite wide enough for you to squeeze through. Like, you can easily get your arm through the bar, but you can't really get past your shoulder. Okay. And nobody in the party has, like, any kind of, like, telekinesis or anything that we could just pull the box to us? I don't. Okay. I'm gonna go and make a distraction with Granny, or sorry, a Bubby, but I guess what I want to do is try and attempt the same thing with one of the other tellers and be like, oh, don't you have any lollipops or anything? Could we, well, maybe we should go back to the bathroom and continue our planning session since that seems to be our plan right now, right? We, we go back and forth to the bathroom. I think so, but uh, maybe I, like while we're already making a distraction, maybe I try and, from if their attention is on him, maybe I just sneak up behind them. Yeah, I think you should just go ahead and start checking pockets and stealing keys. Okay, so while they're facing towards him, I'm gonna sneak up behind them and try and uh, try and check, inspect all their pockets. In the meantime, whilst these lot are around the vault and stuff, I'm going to start heading to the front to start a distraction. These tricksy, tricksy bank tellers want to cheat you out of your money. I can give you serums that'll let you see all their tricks and make it impossible for them to trick you. Gather round, gather round, gather round. Everyone is focused on you. You're doing your whole snake oil salesman spiel. 
and the tellers are saying, Sir, sir, you, you can't solicit here. Please, please get off the table. Please, please stop putting the jars on the table. We, we don't need more jars. Sir, please get off the table. All right, I pickpocket a second teller or try to. You do find another key ring with three keys on it. Can I quickly inspect to see if they match the other keys? Yeah, two of the keys are the same as the first key ring, and then one is different. I'm going to quickly go over and try to unlock the vault door now. One of the keys fits in that first lock on the second key ring, but none of the other two fit in that second lock. Okay, while Orville's making a distraction, I go over to the behind the third. There's three tellers, right? Yes. So I go behind the third one, and I try to pickpocket that one as well. This one notices what you're doing. I, I'm like, do you have any lollipops? He's going to grab your hand and be like, filthy little kid, what are you doing? Taryn is going to react to this failure, walk over and grab Arcus's hand and say to him, Damn it, boy, I told you not to wander off. Sir, I am so sorry about this. He's he's just a handsy one. I just want a lollipop. When did you get out of the bathroom? Did you wash your hands yet? Oh, sir, I'm so sorry. You might want to check your sleeves. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, I'm, I forgot to wash my hands. Oh, gross. This is why I'm never having kids. And he's going to run off to the bathroom. Okay, so... I motion like, oh, I should go wash my hands too. And I'm whispering as we go to the bathroom, like, what if we just rob this guy and get some information out of him? Damn it, boy, it's gonna be too loud. Once we start hitting him and screams, it's all over. I'm thinking the only other keys in this place are gonna be in the back manager's pocket. Okay, so I, I guess we wait out on the manager then? Have we stalled for, have we bought enough time that the manager's coming out yet, or we're still waiting? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of getting the manager, I'm going to be standing in the middle of this room going, And now look, after I've told you these secrets, the bank tellers are running away. It's, ugh, you shouldn't accept this. You shouldn't accept this. And be trying to whip the crowd up a bit annoyed with the bank and just generally create a bit of mayhem in the main room. And this is when the manager, or who you can assume to be the manager, a small dwarf female, is going to come out and be like, what in God's good holy blazes is happening in my bank here? Who are you standing on that table? Get down! I am a representative of the people. He's, he's, my, he's Manfred Manservant. I hired him, but he's, uh, I don't know, he's got this multi-level marketing thing in his head. Manfred, you're fired. I can't have you doing this in public places anymore. This is the fourth time this week. Can't fire me in public? So while Orville is, is out and you're the front of the bank and the manager is turned towards him, I'm going to try and sneak up behind her and try and check her pockets. Okay. Uh, that will be a stealth, first of all. Oh, sorry. Well, I rolled thievery first and I did not do well. Oh yeah, hero point. Uh, I'll hero point it. But I'll, I'll, I'll roll stealth and I'll hero point the, the theory. I rolled a natural one. Uh, but I'm gonna roll stealth first. Oh my god. <laughs> I rolled a natural one again. Uh, so I'm crawling on the floor and I'm trying to play it off and be like, uh, Oh, hi there. Do you have lollipops? She's gonna move to like kick you and then realize you're a small child and she can't kick you. So she's going to put her foot down and be like, Ma'am, please control your child. We cannot have children crawling around. Also, what is a child doing behind the bank teller stall? All patrons should be on the other side of the stall. Please get out of here. I immediately turned to Buffy. I'm so sorry. I immediately turned to Buffy and it's like, She tried to kick me. You saw it. She was going to hurt me. I was thinking, Orville's going to be helping going, Look at how terrible the manager teaches a child. This is terrible. And just, yeah. So then I, can I try and uh, pickpocket again while, while he's uh, providing a distraction? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to try again. You get your hand in the back pocket and you feel a key, but right before you can grab onto it, the dwarf is going to grab your hand and be like, what are you doing with your slimy hands in my pocket? I look at them real quick. Uh, my hand's still in the pocket, right? Yes. I, I look at the, and I'm just, like, looking for a signal, like, I, I kind of nod to them, like, the key is in there, and, like, d do we want to escalate this? This is probably the time for my grandson to start escalating for me, as grandma becomes flustered. I, okay, I, um, what I want to do is, I think, I'm just going to go ahead and snatch the key from the pocket, and I pull my gun, I, like, try to do it where nobody else can see, because I'm behind the manager. Well, Bubby, 
Bubby is first, like, once she sees your hand down there, she's going to stop talking to the manager and she's going to go into the I'm trying to snatch my child routine, right? Okay. To try to keep you spinning around in circles, uh, or at least keep the bank teller spinning around in circles while we do the, the ring around the posy um, move. Uh, and so if if Tarion can do something while that's going on to also get the bank manager's attention. Tarion is going to, like, scrunch up his face and give you... An, a quick glare and mouth no guns uh, here's my thing is there's no there's no clockwork automatons in here and also like we have to get in the vault so i don't know how we're gonna unlock the vault door and get in without causing a commotion now that we've been noticed anyway so maybe we hold the bank manager hostage quietly where the, and nobody else can see if i might if i might try to grab the bank manager at the same time i'm trying to reach after the child so you're chasing Arcus around the dwarf manager and you reach out to grab the dwarf and she's going to push you back and say, Get your hands off me! Control your child! Oh, I, I'm sorry, dear. Just trying to steady myself. You know how I can say, Give, Come back here, you little rat! I hold the strap to my backpack, which is actually my gun, and I look at him, like, looking for the signal, like, Should we hold this manager hostage? Like, quietly? Teron is going to mouth no at him and then snap back towards the bank manager and uh, sternly yell at her, Don't you touch Buppy like that! And the bank manager is going to look at you and say, All of you need to go back on the other side of the door right now. Uh, Buppy is going to try one last time to salvage the social route here and say, I just, if you're going to kick us out of the bank, just let me get in my lockbox and we can take care of our business. I, I don't want to be here anymore and I'll get the child out. I just can't wait here anymore. He's going to be more of a ruckus in your lobby. I started crying loudly. Oh, God. The bank manager is going to look around. She's grabbing Arcus's hand, who is crying loudly. She's looking at this little old grandma who's sternly talking to him. She's looking at this handsome cowboy glaring at her. And she's like, oh, fine, whatever. I will get you in your safety deposit box and you will immediately leave and not come back. Do you understand? Of course, I, I, I just need to get him out of here. His blood sugar's low. You know how it is when they don't have their morning popsicles. All right, and she is going to finally let go of Arcus's hand. She's going to walk over to one of the bank tellers and say, come on, I need your help. As they're, because I have the bank, two of the bank tellers' keys, and I'm assuming she's she's at the second one, correct? One of the ones I pickpocketed? Yes. I when they're When they're facing the door... I'm going to put gently put the key I pickpocketed from the keys from that that teller, and I'm going to put it behind her right foot, so that it looks like they just dropped out of her pocket. Roll me thievery for that. Okay, that's gonna be a thirteen. I have a plus seven to thiever, thievery and stealth. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna give that to you. That that's enough to just like drop it behind her like it fell out of her pocket. The bank manager is going to pull out a set of keys and put it in the second lock. The teller is going to pick up her key off the floor, put it in that first lock, and unlock the barred door. All right. I can't believe that worked. Boy, howdy. Wasn't that exciting? My favorite part is when they did the thing. Anyways, join us next time on the Pathfinder Kings as we continue the Outlaws of Alkenstar. If you like what we do here, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash tpkpodcast or joining our Discord. Also, remember to give us a follow on Twitter at TPK Podcast. See you next time, Outlaws. Roll for it.